Welcome to Encompass Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us today. To share your story of what God has been doing in you and through you, take a moment to email us at amen at encompass.org.au. Enjoy today's message. How's everyone doing this morning? Good? Oh, oh just medium good. Um, Hey, Pastor Raf, uh, you know, I'm not sure if all of you know this, but he actually heads up and chairs our school board uh, at Northside Christian College, and he does an exceptional job. This year, our school is going through significant growth. Next year, uh, you know, enrollments, and for the next few years, is, is like they're, you know, there's like a log of people looking to enroll their kids into Christian education. And so Pastor Raf's been doing an exceptional job doing that. Would you put your hands together for him? Uh, some of you may not know that. Um, not easy uh, chairing uh, a board of any sort, but he does an incredible job. So anyway, as everyone said, my name is um, Jason. I'm part of the team here. And uh, listen, before we get in the word, you know, uh, some of you may know this, some of you may not know this, but in our Doreen and uh, Craigieburn uh, campuses, and also obviously in Bandura last week, we've put on um, some Christmas events. And to be honest, throughout each of these weeks, Craigieburn went first. They actually had a family already come through their doors on a Sunday morning to their church services. Um, and so even in Doreen last week, they put on their first ever Christmas event on a Sunday. And even last week, obviously, we had a Saturday event. But I just believe our communities were blessed. They knew that, hey, something is special about the place. As in, And so whether it was in a performing arts centre in Craigieburn or in Doreen or it was here, in Bandura, I just believe that we were able to show the love of Jesus. And let's believe that the fruits of uh, the volunteers are, are, and, and God's hand is going to be over relationships and people are going to come through our doors. Amen? Amen. But could we put our hands together for our volunteers that actually put that together? Our Doreen campus, Craigieburn campus, incredible job. Pastor Lois kicked off Jesus, our greatest gift last week. She spoke about Jesus being uh, my friend anchor and savior. I thought it was a beautiful message, just a beautiful way to bring our attention to what matters most, and that is Jesus in this Christmas season. Uh, Today, the scripture we're going to be looking at today is in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, and, um, and this is what it says. This is what it says. But the angels said to them, do not be afraid. Um, I bring you good news. Everyone say good news. That will cause great joy. Everyone say great joy. For all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah. He is Lord. Let's just pray and let's commit this time to God. Holy Spirit, I just ask God, Lord, uh, as, uh, as we head full steam ahead in this Christmas season, that we're able just to focus on you, that we're able to slow our minds and slow our hearts down and focus on your word, focus on your heart. And I just pray that for anyone that might be distracted or um, just, uh, you know, just a little bit all over the place in our minds, Lord, I just pray that we're able to just really zone in on your word today, that we're able to hear your heart, we're able to draw close to you, Lord, in your name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So um, a few years back, Alyssa and I, we went to America. Uh, It was before kids. And before airport trips were an issue, um, I had a lot of feedback about airport trips from uh, the Hurry series when Alyssa shared about how we were yelling at the airport. Some, someone, a couple of people came up to us or came up to me and said, is that story actually true? Like, did that, act- so those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, you got to listen to our Hurry series. But um, 
Yes, it was true. And did we get that upset? I wasn't angry. I was fuming at my wife. Did she really yell at me at the airport? Absolutely, she did. We lost all our credentials at that point. We were, we were just, we were husband and wife. Uh, that's, what, that's how we were functioning at the airport that day. But before we had kids, we went to America. And um, when we decided to go to the US, um, we stopped over in Atlanta and um, we, we thought we really wanted to go see a church there and go to their conference. So we decided to register for this conference and go to this place and see one of the preachers that we really like. Anyway, a month before this conference starts, we get an email. And the email is kind of like, let's make a wish email. So for example, hey, we hear you're coming to our conference. There's thousands of people here, but we really want to make something special happen. So if you have a wish, if you want to do something at conference, we would love to grant you that wish. And I thought, like, there's thousands of people going to this conference. I thought, I'm going, to shoot, I'm going to shoot for the stars here. And I wrote back and I said, I'd love coffee. I'd love to get a coffee with the, with the main guy. I want to get a coffee with, with the keynote speaker, the guy that's running the place. I want a coffee with that guy. Anyway, sent the email, moved on. The second day into the conference, okay, the second day into the conference, I get this amazing email okay I like so I'm looking through my phone as you do I get the best email ever and it, and, and it was a bit of an announcement it was a bit of this thing hey um, this is the guys from the team here and guess what we've been able to make coffee with this guy happen and like I couldn't contain myself I was like glowing I was like I, I was like a fan I was fanboying hard like, as in this was like the best news ever I'm like going I can't believe it's happening I said to Alyssa check out this email I'm about to go have coffee with the guy you know who and let's go and let's have fun so they gave me a time date and location to meet this person this is good news like this is a great situation anyway I rock up and um, it's a reception and, I, and like a little desk. And I said, hey, I'm here to meet you know who. And I just said, like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. And they could tell I was a bit excited. My expectation at this point was that this person was going to get on the phone and go, hey, hey, he's here for the coffee. You know, let's, let's come down through. Or, or, or maybe I thought when, when, when I came to the desk, maybe they were going to, like, you know, take me to the green room or take me to the place where I'll meet this person. But... This lady didn't do any of these things. What she did was she went under the desk and she grabbed a mug. And I thought, maybe we're doing coffee here today. Maybe that's what's happening. No, no, no. She grabbed the mug. And when I looked closely on this mug, yes or no, it had a face of the guy I wanted to have coffee with. No, 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 it gets worse. They insult me further. They, they continued. You know what else they did? They gave me a Starbucks voucher. And they said, hey, as you can imagine, I was like, hey. Uh, uh, and they're like, oh, we get so many requests. I'm like, I came from Australia. Come on. Like, as in, we get so many requests. And so this is the best we could do for coffee with you know who and like hope you enjoy it. And I was like going to get this mug and I was going to like be like, my hopes were so high. Like, as in, you've got to understand, like, Alyssa remembers, I was, like, so happy. This was supposed to be an amazing moment. This was supposed to be the best announcement ever. This was supposed to be great news, but this great email turned into junk mail to me. Do you know what I mean? I was, like, going, that should have gone to junk mail. I should never have engaged with this. 
this great news turned bad. And if you're looking for a title this morning of today's message, it's Good News Gone Bad. And what do I mean by good news gone bad? It's like when you walk into a store and they say 95% off. Everyone know 95% off. And then you walk around and you pick that item that that you want to get and you take it to the counter and they go, oh, um, 95% off applies to everything else except that one that you want. Have you ever had that moment where you go, I'm sure this is on sale, but it's not. It's like when Netflix is like going, hey, it's free for, for, or it's $2 for the next few months, and then they triple their prices. That is good news gone bad. And when this angel was speaking to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, this was good news. Look what it says. It says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. I want to break this down for a moment, and then we're going to get into the crux of the message. But let's just talk about the good news. Good news was the gospel, was the God spell, which literally meant good story. This was a good story. Why was it a good story? Well, in 1 Corinthians 15, this is what Paul writes to this church. and says, now, brothers and sisters, I want you to remember the good news. Everyone say the good news. The good news I told you. You received that good news message and now continue to base your life on it. The good, that the good news, the message that you heard from me, what's the good news? It's God's way to save you. This is good news. We have a God that desires and wanted and did. He saved us. I gave you this message that I received, and I told you the most important things. This is what you need to know. If you're visiting, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, this is what you need to know about God, our Savior, Jesus. Why Christmas is about Jesus is that he died for our sins, as the Scripture says, and that he was buried, but he didn't stay dead. He was raised to life on the third day. This is good news. Everyone say good news. This is life-changing news. This is compelling. This should be something that changes us from the inside out. God himself would choose to save you. God himself would choose to save me. A king was born. A kingdom was being built that was going to change the world. He wouldn't rule like every other king, but he would rule through love and relationship. A king would choose relationship with us. Good news Great joy. This was the type of joy that lights you up on the inside. Do you have joy that lights you up on the inside? We sing about it. But is it kind of like the joy that, you know, when someone engages with you, they're kind of like going, whatever they're on, I want that. Do you know what I mean? Like, as in, is it the type of joy that you kind of get, that, that you carry it with you? It changes people's lives. It changes atmospheres. John 15, it says, I have told you this, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is, is this, love each other as I have loved you. This is the type of joy that people say, I don't know what they believe in. I don't know how they roll. But, man, they are good news. That there is something special about that family. There is something special about that person. Good news, great joy. Now, here's the kicker. It's all people. Not some people. Not just the Jews. Not just the Gentiles. Not just the people that agree with you and dress like you. 
Not the people that came from a certain generation or the other, not the orthodox or whatever it could be, but all people, every one. Mark 16, 15, he said to them, go into all. Everyone say all. All the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Good news, great joy, all people. This was the original email. This was the intention. This was the original, the OG announcement. This, this is good news. And, you know, obviously I have the mic, so, you know, I could say a lot of things there. And I don't want to stir the pot today, but I will stir the pot today because, you know, you just can't. Why doesn't the good news feel like good news right now? Like, why doesn't the good news feel like it's good news today? And, and you might be going, what are you talking about? Look at us, we're all happy here. And, and some of you are going, oh, I kind of get what you're saying. But think about the friend that you've known for many years. They don't, and, and they're, maybe they're unsaved, they don't know Jesus, etc. Why don't they see our good news as their good news? What about the colleague or the person that you work with? Why is it the fact that you have to nearly be secretive about your beliefs or you have to be a little bit more conservative about how you share the good news? Why isn't it good news to all people, to, to everyone? Why is it the person that maybe you chose not to invite this Christmas or it got awkward last year or maybe there's a little bit of tension, why, is, why, do, why, did they, why don't they think it's good news? What? What happened to the good news? What's happened to the good news? Again, I don't want to stir the pot. And I don't want to, I don't want to point the finger. But if I do point the finger, I'll start, I'll start a certain direction. What happened to the good news was I happened to the good news. I don't want to point the finger. You happened to the good news. Don't judge, don't walk out. It's okay. We, we happened to the good news. And you might be going, well, well what, what do you mean like that? Well, well, potentially, we have made the good news more about a bunch of what's than a who. We've potentially made the good news about a bunch of do's and don'ts tick boxes and courses, rules and religions, you're either in or out. And this is what happens when the news is more about a what than a who, it's no longer good news. If you have made the good news more about what's, the do's and don'ts, the yeses or no's, the tick boxes and the next steps cards, let me tell you something, it is no longer good news. Confronting, I know. And I just thought this Christmas, we could maybe be better at being the good news. That maybe there's a few tweaks that we need to make in our relationships, a few things that we need to realign in ourselves. But before I go into that, I heard about this really sad story. And some of you are going, oh, I don't know if I agree with you yet. So I'll just give you this other example. And it's a very, it's a very sad story. It's about a pastor that turned atheist. 
And for all the Christians in the room, you want the good turning point at the end. It doesn't happen. He stays an atheist. And he writes this book about how his journey of faith and how he literally loses his faith. He's, he's a pastor of a mega church and he stops believing. And he tells his wife that he's decided to do this. And his wife ends up divorcing him and leaving him and, and moving on. And then he didn't know how his mum was going to respond to this news. Like he just thought, mum, mum's a real big Christian. I'm not sure how it's all going to go. And he ends up sharing this news with his mum. And his mum, to his surprise, literally sighs in relief. And this is what she said. She goes, I'm so glad I don't have to hate anyone anymore. And I thought, what? Is, that's not the good news. That, that's not what I've grown up with. That's not the joy that we're supposed to be carrying. But yet, and, and this is a, 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 a very big extreme, and I know a lot of us in this room would never want to land in a position of hatred towards anyone, right? I'm not saying that at all. But it can feel a little bit like an us and them at times. It can feel or we can fall into this trap of, Black and white, right and wrong, you're either in or out. And here's the thing, the good news can become a lot about pointing the finger, judging others, and this desire to be right. Honestly, a lot of the time, a lot of us can have this good news version where we're pointing the finger, why aren't you doing this? We're judging others, why aren't you doing that? And this, there's this strong desire that I just want to be right. And this isn't what God intended. This isn't how God designed the good news. He called you and I to be the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Verse 16 it says, Then they will see your good deeds, not to glorify yourself, but to bring glory to the Father. We're supposed to be the light of the world. Secondly, is that we're supposed to be known by the way we love one another. Then they will know that you are my disciples by the way you love one another, the way you, you talk to one another, the way you value one another, the way you listen to one another. He commanded us to love our neighbor, love your God with all your heart, with all your mind and all your soul. And then the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. This was the good news. This is good news. This is great joy for all people. And Jesus didn't just request us to do it. He didn't even just command us to do it. He didn't even just suggest it. But he showed us how to be good news. He showed us when he came from heaven to earth. He showed us when he died on a cross and paid our debt. He showed us when he rose again. So he showed us how to love people that are hard to love. He showed us how to care for people that are maybe hard to care for. He showed us how to serve people even when it's difficult. He showed us how to be good news. In the book of Philippians, this is what it says. It says, in your relationships with one another, in your desire to live out the good news, 
have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God is something to hold on to. In other versions, it says it's something to cling to. Rather, he made himself nothing. Everyone say nothing. nothing. He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. This is the reason why Jesus is the reason why the good news is the good news. And so this is the final question, and then, and then we're going to speedboat our way out of here. This Christmas, when it comes to the relationships that you have, when it comes to, I guess, the person that you're considering inviting or maybe not inviting to Christmas, maybe this Christmas, when it comes to that relational tension that maybe you have or maybe you don't, or maybe you don't even know it's happening, but I wonder... At this very point, a week out of Christmas, could we ask ourselves this question? Am I good news? Would you ask yourself, am I good news? Am I the light of the world? Do I carry great joy? This Christmas, when it comes down to it, would you, would you ask yourself this question? Do people say, man, whatever they're... They carry such joy that there is something about them that I just want to be around more. I may not agree with everything that they do, but let me tell you something. I can't deny that I've just hung around good news. I wonder if we could ask ourselves this question, am I good news? And so seven days out of Christmas, I thought, just here are a few things we could do. Okay, it's not going to go for long. Literally, maybe 84 hours, okay? No, 84 minutes. No, four minutes each. Just, just a few things that maybe you could consider this Christmas. In this Christmas season, number one, how do you be the good news? Well, number one, let others go first. I was standing next to a dad and our kids were playing and there was a game that was starting and that's the dad now. I'm so sorry for sharing this message. Um, but, but, but what happened was is that our kids were playing and literally his kid pushed all the kids out of the way and came to the front of the line. And in my head, I said, are you going to say something? You know, you know, have you ever thought that? Have you going, are they going to say anything? He said nothing. We kept going. And then he finally said something to, to, to me, not to the child, to me. I'm thinking to myself, are you going to tell him off? Like, what's going on here? And he said... This is how I train my kids, because if they don't stick up for themselves in this world, they're not going to make it. They said, it's a dog-eat-dog world. You've got to stand up for yourself, and this is what you need to do. And I thought to myself, is this what, is this what we're promoting to our kids? Is this what the world is saying, that you need to just stand up for yourself? You need to look out for your own interests? Jesus calls us when to be the good news, we have to put others first. When Jesus left heaven, as we were talking about in Philippians just before, he left his position of power. He came down for us. He came to earth and he said, I'm putting them first. I'm putting you first. 
For the person that has barely known him for a few minutes or a few weeks, he's saying, I put them first. I'm dying for them even if they don't know me. As their hearts are turned away from me, I'm putting them first. Let me tell you something. You are most like Christ when you're putting someone else first. You are most like Jesus, and this is going to be hard for some people, when you let someone in traffic and you give them way. Even when they've clearly gone through that slip lane and don't deserve it, you are most like God. I'm being serious, right? And you're going, but then you expect that same forgiveness and way when you do it. But anyway, you're in a rush. I get it, I get it. You're most like Jesus when it comes to that shopping center straight after church today and you know that awkward moment where you're, you're both kind of next? You go first. That's when we're most like the good news when we're serving one another, when we are serving others, when you put others first, that is good news. Every other king that have ever existed would say, die for me, fight for me. But we serve a God, the king of kings, that reversed it and said, I will die for them. He put others first. Second thing you could just try this Christmas, again, just it's up to you. Would you apologize immediately? And would you forgive quickly? Some of you need to get on your phones right now and say, hey, I need to call you after church. Because Christmas right now, next week, is looking different for you because someone hasn't apologized or you haven't forgiven. Colossians 3.12, it says, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility. Everyone say humility. humility. Say it like you mean it, humility. humility. Humility, gentleness, and patience. Clothe yourselves. Jesus humbled himself. It says in the word, he became nothing. He gave up his right to be right, and he was perfect. He's never made a mistake ever, but yet he said, it doesn't matter about who's right and who's wrong here. I am giving my life for them. Um, a few weeks back, um, my, on the Newcastle side, my parents, um, they're not here right now, so don't worry about looking around. We don't really have fights very often. And don't worry, I ask permission. Oh, gosh, all the aunties and uncles are looking now. But, uh, but, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, we had a bit of a stronger conversation and surprisingly for an Indian family, we talk things out, like, as in, and so what happens is, is that I'll never forget last, I was annoyed at my parents, my parents were annoyed at me, and it was, it was serious. This is just a few weeks ago. And um, I'll never forget, we were sitting around the dining table at my parents' house, and we started to talk about this topic that was upsetting everyone. And I could see and feel myself getting so angry. I was like... If only they knew how right I was. Do you know how, if I can just talk a little bit more here, I will convince them all that they are all wrong and I am right, right, right? And we're always right, like majority of the time. And, and I tell you, I was 100% right in this situation. But there was a moment in this conversation that went, and it wasn't humbling, it was humiliating. And this is what happened. It's funny now, kind of, but it's not. It's embarrassing. But literally, and, and I got, you got to know, my parents love me dearly. They think the world of me, and so I know that. 
my dad, my mum, my sister, my wife, Alyssa, she turned on me, can you believe that? They all said these same things in a moment and they said, would you just back off, Jason? Would you ju-? And, and in, in Indian terminology, let me translate it for you, they said, can you stop being so controlling? That's humbling, borderline humiliating. And in that moment, everything in me wanted to say, but you're all wrong. Everything in me wanted to justify my, honestly, I, as in, you've got to understand, I so wanted to go, but you don't understand, you've done this. Yeah. But when we choose to forgive quickly, when we choose to apologize immediately, it's not about the justification. It is not about how right you are, but it's about powering down. It is about just saying, you know what? I'm wrong. If four people in your life that love you dearly are telling you the same thing, there's a very high chance that you're wrong. And I said to them, I think I'm wrong here. And I'm really sorry. And we moved on very quickly. But I've got to tell you, in our family settings, I know for men in the room, it's automatic to go into justification mode and all the reasons why you're not wrong. Potentially for all the women, it's the same, but this Christmas, would you be the good news? Would you choose humility? Would you choose to say, you know what? I'm gonna power down here. I I don't need to prove myself. I don't need to tell everyone how wrong and right I am, but I'm gonna apologize immediately. Everyone say apologize immediately. Let's not say that. Let's say sorry. Everyone say sorry. Sorry. You can do it. It's okay. Apologize immediately. Forgive quickly. I would encourage you, even as you leave church today, would you send that message? Would you engage in that conversation with that person that you're thinking about right now? Final one. Good news apologizes and forgives. It also lets others first, but... Finally, is good news is to be human. It's to empathize. Empathize with the people around you. You know, as Christians, sometimes it's easy to fall into this trap of being Christian but not human. And, and what happens is, is that when someone tells you, when your kids come up to you or maybe a friend comes up to you and they tell you all the things that are going on, you give them you give them. Christian response. Hey, it's going to be okay. Hey, why don't you just pray about it? Or, or maybe you even ignore it or even try to solve it. You're just going, let me solve this for you. But to be human is to empathize and listen carefully to the people around you. Empathy shows a desire that you want to understand and value the pe- person that is around you. Empathy slows down. Empathy asks questions. Empathy shows emotion. It shows emotion. In Romans chapter 12, verse 15, it says, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. The next time someone shares something with you, don't just move on. Don't just say, go pray about it, but would you be human and would you listen with empathy? Would you listen carefully and say, I had no idea you were going through this. You don't need to give them the answer, but your son just wants to be heard. Your daughter 
just, they just want to talk things out. They just want someone that cares deeply for them and that will just listen. You don't need to solve their problem. But we just need to be human enough to listen to the others around you. You know, for some of you are going, but they don't listen to me. If you want to be heard by the people around you, show them empathy. Show them that you understand them. Would you show them that you're choosing to listen and maybe they will open up to you and they will listen to you in the future. Listen to what people are saying. You know, I'm so grateful that we have a God that understands us. He isn't a God that hasn't been through nothing, but Hebrews 4.15, what does it say? It says that we, um, for we do not have a high priest who is unable, unable to empathize with us. No, no, no. We have someone who has been tempted in every way. Tempted in every way. We're about to close right now. I'm going to invite um, the, the worship team up. You might be going, well, does he understand the financial stress right now? Well, let, listen, he did not have a place to lay his head. You might be asking, does he understand my tiredness? Yes. As he ministered, he carried a tiredness in his journey. He had to sit at times. He had to rest at times. Does he understand my sorrow, my rejection? His disciples at times would turn They're back on him. It says in Matthew 26, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. These are the words of Jesus. He understands what you're going through. Does he understand my loneliness? Matthew 27, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Our God listens with empathy. Can you imagine Can you imagine if we carried the good news like Jesus carried the good news? He was. He personified the good news. But what if we sacrificed and put others first? What if we chose humility and chose to apologize and forgive quickly? What if we chose to be human and empathize with the people around us? Love, care deeply for the people around us. This sort of good news, this transforms people's lives. This sort of good news, when you and I carry the good news with great joy, with love and care, this is the the type of good news that changes atmospheres, that changes rooms, that heals relationships. And your friends, your family this year, they may not agree with who you worship, where you go on Sunday mornings, but what if they just couldn't deny the good news? What if this Christmas they could say, you know what, I don't know what you guys do on Sundays, but whatever it is, it's working. I don't know who you worship and how you do it and whatever you believe in, but whatever you're doing, it's good. What if every time someone encountered you, they said, you know what, I've just encountered the good news. You go first. Apologize and forgive. Empathize. Listen, care deeply for the people around you. Would you bow your heads this morning across this room? If you're watching online, this is the good news that causes great joy in our hearts. It lights something up on our insides for all people. Good news, great joy, all people.
this morning, if you're watching online or maybe you've never made a decision to invite the good news, to invite Jesus into your life. Maybe you've walked away from the good news. Maybe you don't really know where your relationship sits with Jesus. It would be my privilege to lead you in a prayer, to invite the King of Kings, the greatest gift ever into your life. This is good news. This is compelling news. This is life changing. A Savior King who would humble himself and give his life for us. A King that wouldn't ask us to die for him, but he would die for us. A King that accepts you just as you are and forgives all your sin. A King that understands you that humbled himself and became nothing. If today you want to accept the good news into your life, if you want to invite Jesus as your Lord and Savior with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you want to invite this good news, would you just lift your hand right now, boldly and courageously, and just say, I want this good news in my life. I want Jesus to come into my life. I invite him in as Lord and Saviour right now across this room. Anyone here that wants to give their life to Jesus. If you're watching online, awesome, I see that hand in the back there. Anyone else? Good news, great joy, all people. As a family right now, could we just pray together? Would you repeat this prayer after me? Lord, this day, I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord. I make you my Saviour. Light something up in me. Give me joy, God. Help me to walk with you for the rest of my day. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Encompass Church. If today's message has impacted you and you want to give your life to Jesus, if you need prayer or if you want to get connected to the church, please contact us at office at encompass.org.au. Never miss a moment by following us online. Search for Encompass Church on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.